Welcome. You're listening to the Disability Spotlight podcast, lighting the way for disability in the sector. I'm Renee Fraser, Occupational Therapist, Disability Spot Executive Member. Disability Spot is a dedicated group of speech pathologists, physiotherapists, and OTs that volunteer their time to provide the best practice professional development and networking opportunities for those of you working in the disability sector. I'm here to introduce you to a series of 11 podcasts on goal-setting tools. These podcasts were developed for Disability Spot by students from Western Sydney University, namely Nicole Muck, Robbie Kabunkel, Bronte Gwyneth Valentine-Jones, Jennifer Lavaz, Katenda Machero and Karen Farmy. These students surveyed Disability Spot members and then researched a series of goal-setting tools. Feel free to listen to them all or to dip in and out of specific tools that interest you. However, be sure not to miss the last episode, which features an interview with a parent on the Pictability tool. This episode goes well beyond the attributes of a goal-setting tool and includes lived experience. I hope you enjoy listening. Hey everyone, we are a group of occupational therapy students who have created this podcast series on goal-setting tools for you, the members of Disability Spot. This episode on the Child Occupational Self-Assessment is presented to you by Nicole and Katenda. Hi everyone, this is Katenda and Nicole. Hi! Welcome to this episode of our podcast. So in this episode, we are going to talk about the Child Occupational Self-Assessment, also known as the COSA. So what is this tool exactly and what is its purpose? The COSA is an assessment tool and outcome measure that is client-directed. The COSA aims to gauge a child or a young adolescent's views about their own occupational competence and understanding and the importance of everyday activities. The COSA aims to gauge a child or a young adolescent's views about their own occupational competence and understanding the importance of everyday activities. And interestingly enough, the COSA is influenced by the model of human occupation, or in other words, the MOHO, and this part is actually very important because the COSA does not actually produce a score, but rather the therapist uses MOHO theory to interpret the COSA and identify the best way to present their interpretation to others. For those who are not familiar with the MOHO, the MOHO is a model that explains how things we do or our occupations are motivated and patterned and performed in everyday life. The MOHO is mainly composed by three interrelated components, and these components are volition, habituation, and performance capacity. The MOHO promotes this idea that to understand human occupation and problems of occupations, we must understand the physical and social environments. So moving on, we are going to discuss the demographic which is most suitable for this tool. The COSA has been researched with youth ages 7 to 17, but age is not the primary measure to see if it can be used. It is possible that COSA can be used on youths as young as 6 and as old as 21, which is great to hear. And now we have to head on to the most important thing, which is how to conduct the tool and how long it takes to administer. So it takes about 25 minutes to administer the COSA and there are about 25 items that will be rated. And there's also three ways you can administer this tool to accommodate to the youth's support needs. 
The first way is to use a youth rating form, which uses symbols like smiley faces for competence and stars for importance. The second way is a youth rating form without symbols, and this one you use an X symbol to mark the person's response. The last one is a card sorting option, which is a little more hands-on, and this involves using cards with statements or items on competence and value responses on each separate card. And you sort the person's responses according to their rating of the responses. All these methods can be done on a fillable PDF document or printed document using a pen or paper. And you can also use the online form available once you purchase the assessment. However, these are the general directions of completing the CASA that apply to all three types of administering, which are found in the manual. First, you explain to the person what you're going to do and explain the organization of the statements as in there are going to be statements about things like home and school. Second, you explain the response categories and the meaning of the symbols. Third, you instruct the person to give their responses by judging how well they do each statement on a typical day and how important the task is to them. So for an example, a statement could be, keep my body clean. And for the competency rating, they can range it from, I have a big problem doing this, or I do this okay, to I'm really good at doing this. And the same applies for the importance rating, which ranges from not really important to me to important to me and all the way to most important to me. The person administering can ask additional questions on specific items or encourage the person to think out loud so they can gain additional information. When the self-report is finished, the OT can use the MOHO to interpret the results. These results can be presented by creating an occupational profile for the items with higher and lower competence and importance ratings, calculating the frequency of rating responses for groups of related items or generating a percentage of maximum possible. There are some important considerations to know when doing this, and one of them is a person can rate the competence of all the items first and then do the values, or they can rate the competence and values of one item at each time. And if the items do not apply to the person, they can move on to the next item. And if they're unsure of the meaning of the item, they can feel free to ask for assistance. An important thing the manual emphasized was to avoid using the word answer as it is associated with test implying that there is a correct response. So it's best to use terms like response or rating to make them feel comfortable. Seems like there is a lot that goes on into using this tool. Uh, what kind of training does a therapist have to go through to be able to use this tool? How much does it cost? There is no particular training course the therapist has to do. All they have to do is to read the manual, which explains what they have to do, and it also provides examples. And it usually costs about $40, which can be purchased online via their website. That's really good. It is. So let's take a look at the advantages and disadvantages of using this tool. And let's start with the advantages. There are a lot of advantages to using the COSA. Some of them include, it provides a client an opportunity to identify and address their participation in important and meaningful occupations. Since it's client-directed, it uses familiar visuals, symbols, and simple language too. 
the manual's three different formats accommodates to clients of varying abilities. Clinically, the CLOSA can be used in all areas of paediatric practice and in combination with other assessments. And it's been found that the CLOSA is good for promoting collaboration between occupational therapists and other practitioners and children in creating client-centred, individualised education goals. It can also be used as an outcome measure. It includes a critical reflection exercise for administrators and strategies to ensure accessibility of the COSA for youth with support needs. And what about the disadvantages? There weren't a lot of disadvantages we found using the COSA, but one can be the power imbalance between the administrator and the client. So this may influence the responses. And there are times when the child needs extra support to identify their interests and figuring out what they find important and having insight into their performance capacity. Those are very valid disadvantages to point out about the CASA, but it seems like the benefits outweigh the disadvantages for the CASA. Yeah, it seems so. Um, Unfortunately, this brings us to the end of this episode. We hope that this podcast has been informative and if you want additional information on this episode, you can find some links in the description box. Thank you again for listening. Next up, we have the Adult Adolescent Goal Setting Tool.